Hey, this is Dan Kelly, Fortune Youth, and you listen to Modern Problems Radio. Keep it up, or you're going to have a modern problem yourself. All right, Davey Love, Modern Problem Show, broadcasting from Royal Fox Studio, Shelton, Connecticut, 415 How Ave. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? Ready. All right, to the right of me, back from D.C., she was hanging out in a swing state. Give it up for Gentle. Um, technically, D.C. is not a state. It's a city. It's a state of emergency. Anyway. <laughs> Hello. Across from me. He's in his bed. With a messed up back. He's not here tonight. Tepper the hot stubber. Mm. That's what he said. That's what he would have said. Diagonal from me. The producer extraordinaire. Give it up for Shogun. Producing. Yes, that's my job. All right. Tonight we got a big show. We got Reggie Bullock, filmmaker. And he was my history teacher, actually. A big influence on my life. So that's going to be good. Uh, upcoming next week, we have Edible D. With her new cookbook, she's going to talk about that. She was on the network TV show, Cooking on High. Week after that, we have holistic healer and life coach, Soramar Estrada. And then the first show of December, we have Alexis Fox, who uh, has High as Fox uh, podcast. She has High AF Coffee, and she's also an adult-winning porn star it's gonna be a good show so oh yeah get ready i might as well talk about the sponsors while we're just looking and shogun staring across at me in a loving manner looks like we're, we're getting a little bromance giving you my going bedroom on. eyes you guys oh, have like yeah. three texts between each other it's serious who's getting text he wanted some textual healing anyway <laughs> let's get serious y'all everybody's stressed out Results are in, but you know where you can get the good result? The Remedy, 43 North Colony Road, Wallingford, Connecticut. Connecticut's first and only CBD craft store. And if you want to feel safe, wear your mask, stay at home, and hit the remedy.care. Shogun, tell them about Royal Fox Studio. Sure thing, Davey. Royal Fox Studio is your one-stop destination for all of your recording needs. We specialize in podcast production. You just come right in. I'll set you up. You press a single button, and your podcast will be completely professionally rendered and ready for you. One, two, three. Super easy. Shogun, though. You're you're kind of a jerk, though. The guy, Lou, that <laughs> runs the place is really the nice guy here. Oh, yeah. So, I, met ask- him. I met him once or twice. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. So, Gentel, do you want to tell us about High AF Coffee? Goddamn delicious, Davy Love. All right. She likes the dark brew. I do. HighAF.com. 
Highfcoffee.com. Tepper was here. He would slap me for that one. (laughs) All right. Yes, sir. Reggie Bullock, welcome to the Modern Problem Show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Davey Love? Good, good. First off, uh, Tepper, the hot stepper's not here, and he's uh, at home with a back injury, but he wanted to send his love to you, and he's really upset he couldn't make it for this one. He was excited. If if Tepper's not here, I'm not doing the show. I'm just telling you right now, I got other things to do. (laughs) (laughs) Without Tepper, there's no Pepper without Tepper. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll introduce you to the cast of characters. You ready? Yes. All right. To the right of me, we have Jen Tull. Hey, Reggie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? That is great. I'm doing wonderful. And now that I've met you, everything is, everything is, uh, we don't need Tepper anymore. We're good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tepper's you done. You hear that, Tepper? Tepper's done. Yeah. <laughs> and then across from me, we have the producer, and he's almost from The Last Dragon. He almost made the cut. Mr. Show. What's going on, oh, Reggie? Wow. It's nice to meet you. What's going on? Oh wow, I'm intimidated now. <laughs> no, no, don't be. Intimi- <laughs> don't be intimidated by me. <laughs> he might reach through the phone and give me a karate grip on the throat. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> He's the Shogun of Shelton, though, not the Shogun of yes. Harlem. Oh, oh, Shelton. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm always undercover, though. Mean streets of Shelton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. Hey, you, you know, I joke about that, but you never know. Things change. You know, I used to know a lot of people from Shelton way back in the day, 20, 25, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. You never know. I'm saying that now as a joke. And then all of a sudden I have 10 gang members from Shelton. So <laughs> 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 Kill, you making fun of Shelton? No, I'm not. It was, it was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, man. Well, yes, sir. for our listeners, Reggie was actually my history teacher. And with a lot of what's going on today, I'll never forget, Reggie, the first day of class when you were like, just screw the book. And you gave, and you pulled out the video, <laughs> that old ass video uh, VCR yes. thing with the, the cart with the wheels. Remember? <laughs> the AV crew had it. You wheeled it out. And then plugged it in, and we're like, pay attention. And it was Geraldo Rivera's interview with uh, Louis Farrakhan, and yes. and yes. Uh, what was it, the Klan? Uh, he got yeah, beat up. Yeah, the Klan. Yep. Yeah. And that you were like, okay, this is the first day of history class. I was like, holy right. shit, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I should have been fired, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You know what? That shaped me and. If, I'm telling you, anyone who was in that class now, if they're a racist, they're a dead racist. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be racist after that class. Yeah. You you yeah. you taught me so much, uh, and I appreciate that. And and for what's all going on now, and then for what what you did with uh, War for Your Soul, um, amazing amazing work, and and the greatness now. Which I was telling yes. uh, Shogun about uh, the Black Panthers mm-hmm. and and all that. So, right, right. I thank you so much for that. Um, believe it or not, when I go back, there's so many. Uh, I don't want to say mistakes I made teaching, but there were things I didn't know because I was a young teacher. I was like 23, 24 years old, and so I'm winging it based on the things that my mother had taught me, you know, as a kid. And things that I thought that all kids, particularly white kids and even black kids, I thought they should know. But I think the biggest thing for me was um, when I look back on it, there's so much more I could have done. And I just didn't know because you're 23, 24. I mean, you look back on your life now. When you're 23, 24, there's a lot, there's a lot right. of stuff 
that you would just do differently. And that's oh, the yeah. only part I feel bad because, you know, 10, 15 years later, I was a, even a much better teacher. And I knew how to how to deliver things to students that I didn't know. I was winging it with you guys. Right. I mean, I literally was winging it. But it is just a lot of things you learn. But um, but we had a great time and you guys were great people that were ready to learn. And that makes it easier. That's, right. a, that's a big difference when you have students that are ready to learn and they're not ready. Their minds aren't other places. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, there, as you've seen, some some students have fallen off the learning lesson that yeah. we've seen on Facebook, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah. majority ha- have you could see have learned the lesson and learned the true yeah. history and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, about what's going on now, and then it's always been yeah. going on. But some people, not, like that's what I'll say. I'm grateful actually for 2020 because it's kind of like now everybody sees what's going on yeah the blurred vision is gone like that little we all had that disney look of how everything was until the reality was pulled off the glasses yeah well you know one of the things i've always told you know particularly former students that are enraged over despite no matter which way they voted i'm like you guys really need to go back and open up your history books if you think things are bad in 2020 i mean they're bad because of the pandemic right but if you think as far as race relations they're bad you really need to go back and open up some books because the stuff that was going on in the 60s you know in in doing this this film and we'll get into this in a second but doing this film about muhammad ali one of the crazy things that i realized about myself because I do self-narration in this one. I've never done that before because I said, you know, people need to hear it from your perspective. What was it like to grow up in the Bronx while all this stuff was going on? So tell them that and then lead in with and then bring in Muhammad Ali. Right. And so what I did was uh, as I'm putting this thing together, I realized I said, wow, by the time I was 10 years old and my parents were very active as far as telling me what was going on. By the time I was 10. John F. Kennedy was shot, and black people love John F. Kennedy. He yeah. was shot and killed. White people loved him too, but black people really loved him. We thought he was our savior. He was shot and killed. Robert F. Kennedy's brother, we thought he was going to do better than John. He was shot and killed. Right. Martin Luther King, we loved him. He was shot and killed. Malcolm X was kind of an underground figure, but we loved him. He was shot and killed. Right. Ned Gavin was the head of the NAACP in, in uh, uh, Mississippi. He was shot and killed. And then the four girls were blown up in Alabama, the four black girls that were in church on a Sunday morning getting ready for church. A bomb blew them all the bits and that's not including the other racial strife that we have so as i'm putting this film together i've got this angelic picture of me going to church in the bronx with a tie (laughs) on but i've got all these i've got all these headlines snapshots around my face and i and i say to the audience you know by the time i was 10 years old this was the world that i lived in and so when i saw those images it hit me i called my sister i said hey hey gina am i over dramatizing this thing because she said, no, if you think about it, that was, Gina's much younger than me. I said, that was, she said, that was your world. Right. And that, that these were the conversations that men in barbershops, black men in barbershops had. Well, you know what's going to happen? He opens his mouth. He'll be dead. This one will be dead. They'll be dead. And so that was the world that I grew up in. And I, all I wanted to do was not be angry and hate white people. No, that's not the point. Right. But to share with white people, hey, there's a lot of people that are coming from that. 
So their trust level as far as police and all this other stuff. And it's not to knock police because, to be honest, I have five police officers in my family. And I love all of them. They work hard. Right. But if people knew the other side to say, hey, how come you don't trust police? If you knew the stuff that I saw and the stuff that I, you know, that I was uh, connected to, you'd say, whoa, I can understand not your hatred, but I can understand your fear. Right. And so those are some of the things I was trying to pass. And there's a guy, um, a white guy, um, Italian, um, Henry Ladone. He's one of the greatest teachers I've ever seen. He taught at this when I left uh, St. Thomas More. Henry Ladone could teach history in a way that literally he would make me cry about my own race. And I'm like, wow, I never looked at it that way. He did that with the Irish, with the Jews, with the Italians, wow. no matter with the Polish, no matter who you were. Uh, Native Americans, when you went in his classroom, he made his students feel the pain of that group that came here on Ellis Island. He made you feel the pain. Wow. And when all those students left that classroom, they could not hate another group. They learned about themselves. You know, if you were Italian, you have to know that there were lynchings of Italian people because they looked black in, in New Orleans. There were lynchings that took place. Right. So if, if the average Italian person knew that, you could not hate a black person because you could say, wow, we're the same. If you're Irish and you know the connection of the of the Irish and the blacks on the plantations, there's no way you can hate black people. You can't. Right. And right. vice versa. But if people don't know this history and usually the history what happens, not to go off on a history tangent, I sound like I'm in a classroom. No, but, no, no, but, keep going. I love it. But but one of the things that that most immigrants do, and you even have blacks that do this, when you come up from another country, one of the things you want to do, you're coming here for a new start. Because whatever was going on in your country, it wasn't good. So you're coming here for a new start. The best way to get involved in a new start, it's like that kid that comes to a new school. The best way is to hang out with the bully or hang out with the tough guy or try to become like the people that are in power. Right. So what happens to a lot of groups, they come over. They came over and they were told, hey, you know why you can't get a job? Why? Yeah, it's blacks. They, they, they got your jobs. You know why you can't get the dirty Irish? You know, yeah, it's Italians, they're crooks, they're mafia. Yeah, you and if you hear these stories enough, you want to blend in. You start looking at these other groups like they're different when in essence they were actually all the same. Right, right. And that's that's the tough part. Yeah. That so, is. Yeah. Deep so, and true. And I wish, yes. I wish people knew all this, and that I'm glad that you're sharing this with everyone. Well, it's it's uh with the Greatness Five series. I'll go into that now. Greatness Five. I created a series where I'm trying to show some of the top uh, African American icons and show people a different side of them that they didn't know. Um, and the reason for showing this, I've even I even had a, a friend of mine, good friend of mine for years. He called me up one day and he said. I think you're a little racist. And I said, why do you think I'm racist? <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, I think you're a little racist. Oh, yeah, there's black people on your thing. So I said, so how many white people should I have? I said, these are Americans. It's American history. Eh, but you don't have it. <laughs> so, so, so I said, so give me the number. How many white people? Should I talk about George Watts? Who should I talk about? I said, right. I said, you got to understand. I said, you don't know me. I said, this is what I did long before I met you at, at St. Thomas More in Norwich Free Academy. But um, showing... If you show a side of Malcolm X, um, it would shock people because there was a group I tried to join on Facebook, and this group was called uh, Justice Group Against Hate, right? Right. And so I put up the Malcolm X video, you know, and so the person, I don't know if they were white or black, but they wrote me back, hey, uh, we can't put this on, pal, because um, 
Malcolm X was all about violence, and Malcolm X never was involved in any violence. Right. Malcolm X never, <laughs> never did anything. He never was on a march. Yep. He was never in a Black Lives Matter. He never did anything. But the person had been sold on this. They had been told at, by a teacher or somebody over years that this is who this guy was. Uh, when I did the Dr. King thing, Dr. King, most of us, including myself, and I don't knock people for not knowing this. Most people think Dr. Martin Luther King, they all they know is the dream. He just wanted people to get together. And you don't understand the last, the dream speech was in 1963. By 1968, Martin Luther King was literally saying, and, and it's in my film, he literally says, I think my dream has turned into a nightmare. I think I've integrated my people into a burning house. He was looking at America as, wow, this is this is really problems. And wow. then he was looking at the financial thing. He was covering the financial aspect that, hey, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. And the, even the reporter asked him, he said, well, Dr. King, all these other groups have come over. How come black people haven't made it in all these other groups to Iris? How come they've made it? And he gives an eloquent answer to this. And these are the things that school in schools they're never taught. Because it's so much easier to sell Dr. King the dream, let's all get along. It's easier to sell that versus selling the guy who was assassinated at the end, who the guy who spoke out against the Vietnam War. Right. You don't speak out against war in this country. You don't do it. No. Something's gonna happen. Especially back then. Back then. Something yeah. did happen. Yeah. And so those are the things to show that aspect of Malcolm, to show that aspect aspect of Martin, to show the aspect of the Panther stuff that I just learned. I didn't know that you know one of the kids, all the kids at St. Thomas More used to ask me this question. And hey, Mr. Bullock, aren't the Black Panthers just like the KKK? And I said, No, it's a lot different. But I didn't really know enough to explain it. Right. Now that I've done my research, the Panthers were chanting power to uh they were they were chanting black power to black people, white power to white people, uh power to all the people. They were friends with Jane Fonda, friends with the Beatles, friends with Marlon, I mean Marlon Brando, friends with I can't think of this French white actress, but they were tight with these people. These people were sympathizers. Right. But we never heard that. All we saw was these guys were marching around the streets with guns. And then the other thing I found out was they they had gotten to a point where they're like, hey, you know, this gun idea is kind of stupid. Uh, we need to put the guns down. <laughs> this is going to get us killed. Right. And so there's so many aspects. And then the biggest aspect, the common denominator between Malcolm, Martin, Muhammad Ali, the Panthers, and anybody else that spoke out back then, probably even JFK and RFK, was uh, J. Edgar Hoover. He was the common denominator. He was the guy coming after all of these people. Wow. And so, um, you know, you can't you can't help but wonder what the world would be like if Martin was alive. What would the world be would be like if Robert F. Kennedy was alive? If John F. Kennedy was alive? What would this world be like, Malcolm X? What would it be like? But all these guys were murdered. Right. And I'm talking about murder. I ain't talking about no Biggie and Tupac. I'm talking <laughs> 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 Kennedys were coming out of the club, hanging out. Yo, what's East Boston, what's up? No, no, no. They were assassinated. These people were assassinated. So, um, and I think it's important for people, black and white, to know this about some of these icons so they can sit back and go, okay, I understand why black people are a little edgy. I understand why they're angry. Right. You know, because they're being taught this uh from their parents. I mean, what what is what is my son learning about cultural difference? What's he learning? Well, he's learning what his father went through. And then what does he do with that? Does he take it and make it worse, make it better? And so that that's where we are, I think. And I think that's why Greatness 5 Series would be great for everybody to watch. Oh, and one more thing, one more little shameless plug. Greatness no, 5 has keep tried plugging. to make it 15 
most of the shows, episodes, I try to make them 15 minutes or less. Right. And the reason why is I know our, my attention span is horrible now because of the cell phone. Mm. So I try to make, try to get to the point, uh, try to make you feel history in 15 minutes. Sometimes it goes to 20, 25, but try to make you feel it. So you're not sitting there all day. Oh, I got to watch two. I got to put two hours into Malcolm X. I put two, you know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, yeah. So that's where we're at. But I th- next question. I think, I take over the show. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I think it's amazing that you did do that. And plus, I, I love that, that you're doing that now. And especially it's so relevant for what's going on, especially with oh, the yeah. Black Panthers. Yeah. The, and, and it's almost compared to the Black Lives Matter where they black, they, they like say, oh, if one person does something and they say they're involved with Black Lives Matter, then it becomes all the Black Lives group, Matter yeah. is, yeah, is yeah. bad, which is the same thing yeah. what happened with Black Panthers. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, or that's a great analogy you brought there. What's interesting about the one comparison, and it's sad, this is where I wish I could get anybody white or black, because there's a lot of white people involved in Black Lives Matter. If I could get them in a room and say, hey, guys, listen, before you think of anything, I just want to sit you down and study the history of the Panthers so that you can see mistakes you're making. They made one of the biggest mistakes they make. First of all, I don't have any leader. There's who's the leader of it and from state to state, city to city, town to town. There's right. no leader. If you don't have a leader. People start just making up their own rules as they go along. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, they're young. One of the things I found out about the Panthers is I really I didn't get it when I was teaching this stuff to you guys when I was twenty four. Right. I didn't get it because the Panthers were twenty four. Now that I'm close to dead, um, <laughs> no, I, can, yeah, okay. <laughs> I can look back and go, they were babies marching out in the street with guns are you crazy you can't do that and so when you see some members of the and i say some because there's some people that have infiltrated want to break windows just to create more chaos but when i look at the uh when i look at the pant i mean the black lives matter now i'm like a lot of them are children they're 18 19 right so you can't march like give you example there was one scene where there was this black woman she's walking down the street in pittsburgh and she's part of the march and there's a white couple sitting there having a beer outside because, you know, it's COVID. And they're so hyped up. And it's oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. They're so hyped up into it. This girl walks over to these two white people who, believe it or not, are sympathizers with the whole Black Lives Matter. Right. So they don't have a problem with it. But because of their skin color and because no one told her, like Dr. King, we'll get into that in a second. No one's told her, hey, you have to behave yourself on your best behavior. Don't let the moment make you think we're taking over. Don't do that. Right, right, right. And so nobody's telling her that. So she walks over and she says, stand up now and say Black Lives Matter. And they're like, honey, could you get out of here? We, We enjoy what you guys are doing. We're enjoying the march. We just want to finish having our beer. No, I'm not going to leave until you stand up. No, 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 no. Wait, wow. wait a minute. We're with you. Get the heck out of my face. So then, they did, because they didn't do it, the girl resold, grabs the beer and chugs the beer and drinks it down and goes, okay, I'm going to drink your beer. Now, this was filmed. That's cold. Now, now, let me, right, right. Now, let me juxtapose that to the situation where Dr. King said the last march before he died, if you're in this for violence, do not show up. We're going to walk in suits and ties, and we're going to walk in a two-man formation, and we're not going to be chanting, kill Whitey, kill the police down the street. We're not going to do that. Right. We're going to get everybody's attention. If you look at the march in Nashville, thousands of black students, but see, they were organized, and they were organized by older people. Thousands of black students in the 60s, they were they were having a march because of the segregation at, at some of the restaurants. Mm. And so they're walking down the street 
two-man formation. Everybody's walking in a couples, and no one says a word. All you can hear is the feet march. You get footsteps. Click, click, click. That's all you can hear. Wow. That was the scariest, perhaps the scariest thing I've ever seen. Because when you see it, and you can hear the feet. I don't know what kind of microphones they have back And you saw thousands of people. Now that had an impact. Wow. There was no screaming. There was no, we're going to take over. F the police. There was none of that. Right. But you see, they, they had older leaders, they had people that were 40 and 50 saying, hey, you guys don't do that. And then they were trained. In some cases, they were trained ahead of time. Now, this is what they're going to do to you in the South. They're going to swing at you. They're going to call you this. They're going to call you that. You can't respond like that. You have to act differently. Jackie Robinson, when he broke the color barrier in baseball, right. uh, Brad Ricky sat with him and said, you know, you're not the best uh, player in the in the Negro Leagues, but you're the one equipped for this. I'm picking you because you can't, Jackie, you can't get mad. They're going to call you every name in the book. I can grab somebody that's better than you, right. and he's going to start a fight, and it's going to be a race riot, and then it's going to hold your people back. I need you to literally figure out how to do this without screaming figure out how to do it and then after two years he said okay jackie you, you can do whatever you want now you can punch somebody in the face because we like everybody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> you can fight back now but and i'm not saying people have to be quiet i'm not saying they have to act like the 60s and be docile or anything like that what i'm saying is there's an order to any organization i don't care if it's the united states military there's an order to even a protest and when you randomly accept anyone once again, to go back to the Panthers, Panthers start out with this idea, we're going to protect our neighborhood. Right. What happened is people started taking pictures of these black men with berets. They got the guns on. They got the black turtlenecks and the black jack, black leather jackets. And these pictures went out nationally. This is before social media. These pictures go out and people got into, oh, man, look at the pictures. Now, they didn't know anything about the people. They didn't know these people were only 24 years old. Everybody wanted to start a chapter. Right. So what happened was the Oakland chapter, the original chapter, they started accepting the donations from people around the country without vetting these guys, without seeing, hey, this guy just got out of jail. You might not want him as the, as the Panther leader of New York or New Haven or something. You might not want that. Right. But they didn't do that. They were young. They took the money. And then these other groups branched up around and nobody knew who was the leader. Who's the leader? Who who actually who is that guy that's leading them? I don't know, but he's an official Black Panther because the people from Oakland got the money and they got the newspapers. And so that's one of the mistakes I see happening with I think they're well intended, some people. Right. And and I don't know who the people are because you can't distinguish who's who in a in a rally where people are there's fifty people on the street and ten are cursing, ten are not cursing. You got ten old white ladies that are being cool. I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know who's who. I did so, see that, I did see something that uh, a black woman, two black women started it and they have like the Black Lives Matter uh website and right. uh they 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 I've seen they've explained their side but they can't control the right. whole movement and I you actually can't. I think that I think Reggie that it has to do with the generational stuff too. It does. I don't think right. that if if we did have a uh, Martin Luther King now, I don't think that it would affect it because people have cell phones now, and these people want to be yes. instant heroes. Like, yeah, yes. they may go to jail, but that shit will go viral. That's the Great difference point. with our society. I don't think that people talk about that, and I think that that's a lot of what goes on. Oh, the camera's yeah. on me now. Now I could be a yeah. superstar. This video will be shared forever, you know? They're not going to let me drop the soap in the jail, you know, for doing it. I'm going to be a hero, you know? I have a former student. I hope he doesn't. If he does, well, he doesn't know I'm talking about him, I don't think. But anyway, he is obsessed 
he's in Connecticut. He's obsessed with, we got to start the movement. Let's leave the movement. And the funny thing is he's, he's out in front with like nine suburban white women. These are the Black Lives Matter. It's him. He's black. And right. nine suburban. And they're marching every little town you could imagine. And I want to say, would you stop? Come on, stop. <laughs> Either go to New Haven or go to Bridgeport with a real crime. Stop putting pressure on the police. And these small towns, leave them alone. They're not bothering anybody. Right. In most small towns, police don't shoot anybody. They don't because they're not under the same pressure that somebody would be from Brooklyn or the Bronx or New Haven or Bridgeport. Not saying that they have a right to shoot there. But I'm just saying that he wants the fame. Right. He wants the attention. Everybody wants to be the next Malcolm or Martin. I'm like, no, those guys did their work. They did their work. Right. They did. Before you knew who Dr. King was, he had his doctorate degree before you knew. I mean, that's his work. Before you knew who Malcolm X was, he did nine years in prison, then got out and worked for the nation. That's on for six or seven years before you knew who he was. Everybody's trying to. And that's why you bring up a great point. Everybody wants that in, instant success. And a little side note. I will never forget this. I was watching watching Oprah this was years ago maybe mid 90s right and she had Dr. Was this Robin fat on there. or skinny Oprah let's this was but this. she went up and down you up and down I just want to know she which one down. it was like in the middle I don't I can't even remember but I know <laughs> you get a <laughs> bread you get carbs yeah, no, this you way, get this carbs before she was going off the air this was in it she was at a peak and she interviewed this uh child psychologist Dr. Dr. Robin I will never forget this statement, and I hope everybody hears this, especially if, you, if you're raising a child or even thinking about how you handle social media. She said, now this was mid-90s, yeah, mid-90s. She said, this whole thing, social media, she didn't call it social media. She said the internet is so dangerous for our kids now. She said, because what it's doing is showing everyone. That you don't have to have talent, you don't have to work, but you can get and, and she didn't use the term likes because because Facebook wasn't even out there. Right. She said everybody wants the views. Everybody's trying to become instant famous. So they'll take their clothes off, they'll start a riot, they'll do anything to become famous. And she said, that's a danger. She said, as we move on, you're gonna see that's gonna be dangerous. And she called it, this was like 95, 96. She called it. She said, We are, and she brought up uh, who did she bring up? I think she brought up, maybe it was later than that. She brought up uh, maybe it was early 2000s. She brought up Kim Kardashian. This is where Kim was famous, famous. Right, right. Actually, no, I take that back. She brought up Paris Hilton. And she said, do you realize a lot of celebrities are doing anything to become famous now? Yeah. Not saying not saying we like or dislike, but the, the danger is Paris Hilton could do that. Ray J could do it. But your daughter, you don't want to do that. Yeah, that was that was that was the porn star way of yes. getting big. You know, they yes, would do a porn, that? and then yeah. all of a sudden, Kardashians came out, out of a porn. They were famous. Paris Hilton yes. came out out of a porn. Everybody. Not that Every there's anything wrong with that. Right. No, no, we're not saying that. <laughs> I watched not... all of them. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't but, have to uh, say you're I'm, kidding, Reggie. It's okay. Maybe I'm not. Maybe. Yeah, it's all right. We're all cool here. We like we love porn stars here. But if my but if my mom is listening. Yeah, <laughs> they made me say this, but uh, but no, that's what they started doing, right? And uh, and you know, now that, that just what she said right there threw me completely off because I'm like, hey, you know, there was 
Sorry. There's a respect I have for the industry. No, no, there's a respect I have for the industry. I used to get mad, like, why is he taking my course? You don't even know how to do what, what they do. These are professionals versus. But um, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> they are. Oh, they are. See, he's getting himself professionals. In, Come on, digging it deeper. Huh? <laughs> digging deeper into the hole. Right, but now we're really going off track here. Now we're into the history of how people in porn have been damaged from from celebrities. How but come there's not a? How come there's not a, the first black porn star, male black porn star in interracial uh, history of porn? How come there's not a statue for that guy? There should be. Well, actually, I had a statue. I just wanted to. I, <laughs> I had to say they took it down because you know. But yeah. anyway, no. Um, it's just it's just interesting. You know, I don't know why I don't know why you guys take me down this rabbit hole. But I do. <laughs> Blame <laughs> Gentel for that one. Oh God! If I have information, I got to share it. Okay. Um, I remember Whoopi Goldberg said this on. Uh, she said it on the View when they for, when she was first on the View. She said that she she doesn't watch porn. She watches porn every like five or ten years, and she says she does it because, believe it or not, you can learn so much about our society. And they're like, "What do you mean you can?" She said, "You can." Is there certain things? I'm not going to get into specifics, but she said there are certain things you can learn about our society if you just take a break and watch it every five years. Mm -hmm. I found that that statement very, very interesting. I'm not going to get into specifics because then nobody's going to watch Greatness Five forever. (laughs) 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 And it's that nasty guy. He wants us to learn history, but he's talking about history. So um, it was Gent- very interesting. I remember that random thought, just a random thought. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Yes. Gentel's Every got a question years. for you, Reggie. I do. It's, yes. not, a, it's not about porn. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, since, right. um, and I figure since you're so brilliant and you're a teacher oh, you. as well, you'll know how to answer this question. Is there something you can say? Because I was uh, talking to this old crusty dude and he was a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm not friends with him anymore because he's kind of a okay. jerk. And, uh, and, you know, and uh, he was like, you know, right after Floyd got murdered, he was like, oh, well, all lives matter. You know, those people. And I'm like, no, you can't so, I'm trying to explain it. And I was and he was just arguing and arguing. And what would you say is a good response to that? Like something quick and to the point, if there if there is such a thing to someone who's just stuck on all lives matter. It's it's hard because usually when a person says that. Mm hmm. They have an issue with that term black. Like they really do. They have an issue with that. They're letting you know. It's almost like and I'm going off topic here, but it's almost like, and I'm really tired of seeing this. Anybody you see riding around, not anybody, not everybody, but you see riding around with a gigantic flag on the back of their truck. It's almost oh, like God. a signal now to something else. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't a signal. That was just a proud American. And now it's turned into almost something else. And and so did, I don't know what you would say to that guy. Um, nothing uh, helps. <laughs> and nothing really helped in that situation because, you know, but I will say this. It's something that my sister said a while back. She said they shouldn't have picked that name. I said, what do you mean? She said they should have, to make it easier for the rest of America, you should have justice for lives that matter or whatever. The moment you put the label on it, it, it throws off a certain population of our country. It really does. Like like uh, my friend, if my friend is no longer a friend of mine, um, he was bothered I was doing black history stories. Why I got to be black history? If I just said history, I've been okay with him. I say black history. It's, wait a minute. Hold it. I feel like I'm losing something here. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Yeah. And you're like, we only get wait one month and it's like, what, February? Exactly. That's it? <laughs> 28 days, exactly. the shortest month? 
Yeah, but you know it's funny. I, this one kid, um, I don't know if you remember him, Dave. He was. Um, do you remember? Him? I shouldn't say his name on air, but anyway, um, we can bleep it out. We can bleep, <laughs> yeah, bleep, we'll bleep that it baby out. out. But he um, <laughs> sounds familiar. He, he, I had him. He was an eighth grade student, and so what I would do instead of teaching during Black History, I would teach all the history about women, men, anybody. I, I would just teach teach about all of it in one thing. And so, because I guess he had, he was learning more about black people he ever learned. He said, Mr. Bullock, can I ask you a question? His voice hadn't changed yet, by the way. <laughs> can I ask you a question? I said, what's the question now? Oh, is this like a black history course? I said, no, no. He said, because there's a lot of black people you're covering. I said, well, they're Americans. This is American history. They're Americans. Right. And he looked at me with the funniest look like, yeah, but they're black. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're they're Americans. I'm teaching about all these different Americans that happened within within history. And so I and I think a lot of times when you put the the label on it, I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm stuck in the middle on what you call it. But um, but I do know one thing. There's one thing that I think is being missed over. It's not so much the, the police shootings and the death. And I'm speaking from a man that's 60 years old. So I'm not I'm not covering i'm not i don't want to sound like the old guy get off my lawn you know that guy but i i can tell you that there are certain aspects that i can see that just other people because they haven't lived that long and so therefore i can i can look back and forgive it's easier for me to forgive when people don't know because i'm like he doesn't know and in most cases of prejudice and racism people just don't know they really don't right and that's where we almost have to have a compassion for every people. I mean, if you really studied women's history, if you really studied women's history, you, you have no idea what they've gone through. You just have no idea what women have gone through. So it's easy to make a joke about a woman. It's easy to call a woman a, a woman a slut or this or that. She's just a bitch. She, it's very easy to do that. If you really don't understand that women really kind of just got their rights a couple of years ago right. to like move in certain ways. And so and the reason why it's so important, Dave, you have a daughter. I have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Their situation is so different than anything we've ever experienced. And yet we think we know them. You think, you know, your daughter. I think I know my daughter. No, we will never understand what it is to have a man staring at your breast. We'll never have that. We never go, we don't go through stuff like that. Right. Women think of, I, I heard, I read this one report where women know about the concept of rape by the time they're six or seven. The only time men think about rape is like, hey, you better go to jail. You know, it's going to <laughs> Oh, God. So, so as long as you ain't right. thinking about going to jail, I, you know, men do get raped. As long as you, you don't think about that. But this is something that women grow up from day one. Right. They don't sit like that with your legs open. Oh, you got to cleave it. You got to cover that. Ah, you can't. You shouldn't have smiled at them. Don't, don't be with too many. This is all the stuff they're going through day one. Right. But we don't know about it. There are no courses taught about it. So men, we just like, ah, suck it up. You're just a bitch. That just this this is how we think. Right. But they're going through this every single day right now. That has not changed. It has not changed. So hopefully we can do that. Especially we got daughters. Right. Know? Oh yeah. We definitely gotta hope for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I uh I hope. You know, I definitely hope. Well the Kamala Harris is a big thing. Believe it or not, no matter what you what we think. Oh, That's she's the next thing. president, though. You know yeah, this. I don't think like, Joe's gonna make like it. Like Joe's not gonna make it. You know what I mean? Nah, he's gonna give him two years tops. Two he's years gonna tops. enjoy it for like a couple years, yeah. and like even if he doesn't get COVID, he's gonna just like retire. Yeah. He's just gonna be like, I'm gonna go. I've never played right. golf. 
you know, yeah. and then he's going to end up on a baseball field with a golf club and say, like I'm going to play golf, you know, and people are like, like that's happy a yeah, that, 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 happy Gilmore. He's going to be like, happy yeah. Gilmore, happy Gilmore. they're going to be like, uh, Mr. President, this is a baseball field. And he'll be like, gosh, darn it. Shimini and just like hit the ball, you know, and that's it. That's just going to go off. And then. Kamala's <laughs> taking over. It's, she's yeah, definitely it, the next right. president. You know? I, I heard there's a new policy that may be coming into uh, into place where they can uh, remove an unfit president, you know, based off of, you know, other... Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where did that come from, I wonder? Wow. The, I know. The internet. <laughs> yeah. the internet. I don't know who started that. Shocking. Who no, the um, for that? There's, a, there's a political figure who's who's uh, yeah. spearheading this, this particular policy. I can't remember the name of Mitch it. Mitch McConnell? No. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, anything devious and turtle-like, it's that asshole. I don't care what anybody thinks. Hey, do you get good on the good news? Did you guys hear? Now I know this. We go all different direction with conspiracies. Did you hear that Pfizer has came out with a report today saying that they have a vaccine that they think is ninety percent? I read this. Mm. Yeah, yep. I read that. This it was morning. on sixty like, minutes so, last wow. night. I won't be lining wow. up for that vaccine. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. You know, that guy from Pfizer is super scary too. The, and the guy from the military. The is scary Republicans though are making it out to be like, oh yeah, they're just they just announced that because Biden was in. Right, blah, right, blah. right, right. And I'm like, no, they did it the same way, Reggie. When you called me up and you were like, I'm not going to share that video because people are talking about the presidency right now. I'll share it after right. and all that. And right. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what Pfizer did. They were like, you know what? We're right. not going to make the announcement now. This is all like, yeah. and boom, Monday they made the announcement. If Trump won, they yeah. would have made the announcement at the same time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Very true. like they're going to capitalize yeah. now either way. Best time to like do it. But to make a whole oh, political yeah. thing about it, people are morons. They don't even have uh, enough to give anyone anyway. I think they only have 90,000 tests or something like that. Right, right, right. Or uh, vaccines. Right. Whatever. But they're giving it away for free, but they only have they yeah. only have five. Yeah, they only have five to, compared to <laughs> like- It has our, to be kept in super cold storage like that states oh, don't wow. even have. And and there's oh. like, uh, there come there's other companies that are coming out with like one, one shot test. I think the Pfizer one is a two oh, shot. Wow. But the two, the one shot one is only seventy five percent good. So I guess everyone's going to take that. I guess who knows? I guess so. I don't know. Who all knows? I know is I'm not, I'm not licking any elevator buttons. That's all. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've stopped that years ago. You stopped that. COVID. So that was, sad. Yeah, that was, that was just a little side thing I used to do on the side. Hey, the elevator. Huh. Elevator did, button looks delicious. Did you see that. the video of that man and he was licking a doorbell for about three hours <laughs> no. in LA? You can still see it. That if you want to do any homework, I'll give you some. And he looks really intent. And all these women were asking for his number, but it was from a no, it was it was from no. a doorbell, a ring doorbell no. or something. Yeah, he's he, no. he's house into is it. This? It's a random house in LA. And my son was like, "Mom, don't let's oh, never God. move to California." Was the doorbell ringing? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how gentle it. You can't sense pressure. Wait, from wait, the wait, video. wait. Hold up, hold up. Rewind this whole shit back here. The one, the the dude is getting hit up by women because he's licking the doorbell oh, they for were like three just, hours. You know, they were turned on. Yeah, they were like, this guy, hours. this guy's not a quitter. You know. Now wait, 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 wait. If what's, what's the he's going to be a porn star. This guy. 
Who's the serial killer that was, you know, you know his name. He was getting all kind of women that were writing who wanted to marry him. Oh, um, lots of them. Gacy and, Richard Ramirez Gacy and got Bundy married. Or, Ted no, Bundy. Not, yeah. They Ted were Bundy. writing them left and right. So, yeah. I mean, if he Ted could Bundy, kill, I think, was the yeah, one that was. Richard Ramirez, yes. a nice talker, got married in prison. And the Menendez yes. brothers. One yeah, of but we're talking the good looking dudes. They no, would go ta- on. Hey, Ramirez wasn't bad looking. He looked <laughs> a little cracked. Daddy, but yeah, he's like a little. Okay, here we go. Gentel's just like laid out her hey, uh, I, I let, her okay. her her qualities. That's what you I know? listen to before I go to sleep. There's Ted Bundy, and then Ted there's Bundy like was the hottest. He was what, the hottest. What did you think about Charles Manson? Did Not you? hot. I feel like we're because he didn't actually do the killing. Oh, I feel like we're watching Charlie, an episode Charlie of The Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> The Bachelor for Gentel. <laughs> you look like a almost crackhead. Okay, hey, I could get over that. If I wasn't you know? taken, I would maybe Ted Bundy if he was still. Nope. Nah, I can't even say it was straight face. No, 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 thank you. Oh man. Charlie was writing. There's three people I don't want to see standing at the foot of my bed. You know, how you wake up at night and you just look up and you see a, a shadow of a figure. Not you know how that is, but oh yeah, one would be one would be Charles Manson. I, if I saw him, I would be screaming like a child. No, he's only like he's only like four foot four, but I would be screaming. No, get out of here. The other person, <laughs> the scariest one of all time. I don't care what anybody says. If Michael Jackson standing at the foot of your bed, mm. <laughs> talking about Michael Jackson, where you know, he had no skin color at all, and his nose was falling off his face. And he said, oh. Hello, Reginald. How are you? Are you sleeping well? I'm like, no, Mike. Mike, get out of here. Get the sleeping I'm killing you. You know what would be even more scary? If he was singing to you, and he was going, I want to love you. P-Y-T, pretty young thing. And you're like, oh, shit. And you're almost grooving because you're like, yeah, I like that song. But I'm scared as shit right now. I don't know what to do. Dance. That's how he got those boys. You know? you know, you know what's funny? Little side story. A week before Michael got charged, a week before his first charge, they had some kind of uh, you want to you want you want a trip to Neverland if you fill out this. And my daughter's a big Michael Jackson fan. I said, Erica, hey, you want to fill it out? You know, you could go to Neverland. She said, No, Dad, I love Michael Jackson, but he's creepy. Oh. <laughs> I never heard her say this. She was like eight. She said, Dad, he's creepy. Yeah. I said, wow. but it's Michael Jackson. She said. Yeah, he's creepy. And she was the biggest Michael Jackson. She had the posters, everything. She said, no, he's creepy. I said, why are you the poster? She said, I love him, but he's creepy. Reggie, day one. One week later, one week later, he got charged. One week later. Mm, That was weird. That's something girls should know and boys from day one about Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't into girls. Sorry. About creepy. Sorry. Sorry. He wasn't into girls. Don't apologize to me. Yeah, sorry. Like I missed my chance or something. <laughs> hey, R. Kelly's still available. If you're, if you're only serial killers, wait, wait. not R. Kelly's thing. still available. If you're into it, okay, he did a urine thing. I guess. Let me pee on you're you. You're in. You're in trouble. <laughs> uh, my mother, Mrs. Bullock. If you somehow sorry, Mrs. Bullock. If you if you ever figure out the internet, she knows nothing about the internet. But if you ever figure it out, it is not me. And if it is, I've been drinking. It's really their fault. <laughs> not my fault. I don't talk about these things. But anyway, let's get back to the porn thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, one, one, kidding. one thing we do always talk about on the show is like uh, mm-hmm. cannabis, legalizing cannabis. Now, ah. I don't know if you per uh, partake into any of the cannabis activities, but we normally ah. ask every guest... What is their favorite strain okay. right now? And I'm, I'm just going to answer this. It is the devil's 
grass. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. The devil's it's, lettuce. It's, it's the devil's lettuce. You're all going straight to hell for drinking. It's going to ruin society. <laughs> and it's damaged everything that is going on. This is for my mother. It's going to damage everything that's going on. And all of you are going to hell. Now, my personal thing is, uh, yeah. what is it? I can't think of it. See, I'm going to say something that's that's some. It's going to be like some jock itch medication, <laughs> Activia. And you're going to be like, "B, you smoking? You smoking jock itch stuff?" No, <laughs> what is it? Activia, Tevia, Stevia, whatever they call it. What is it? Oh, Stevia. So Sativa. Stevia. You like Sativa? And please have me saying this right because Sativa. I'll, I'll ask- Stevia is a sweetener. A, no, 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 Sativa. You no, know, that, exactly. I'm gonna yeah. order. I'm gonna order that the next time I have some coffee at a restaurant. He's like, "Sir, we don't sell weed here." Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was sativa. Sativa. Is sativa. 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 Yeah. Right. It's a strain. That's a strain. Yeah. Sativa. Right? There's sativa yeah, like and that. indica, and there's hybrid. Indica. That's the one. Indica. Indica. That's the okay. one I love. That's the one people tell me about. Of course, I've never smoked in my life, but that's the one people tell me. <laughs> really relaxing. It's really yes, refreshing. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yes. All right. Well, for me personally, this is what I feel. It's come a long way because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be keeping 100 with you. When you grow up in the Bronx in the 70s, this is all we did 24-7. It was like part of... It's like, I don't know how you could live there. Anybody lived during my time period, they're a liar if they didn't say they did, did some form of drugs or smoking. It's impossible because everybody did it. It was like you were weird if you didn't do it. And so I think the good part is, and you guys correct me on this, I think it being regulated may, could possibly make it a little safe because we didn't know what we were smoking back then. We really didn't know. I think the other aspect of it is well, they used to put this, dust in it back then, right? Oh yeah, the angel mm-hmm. dust, angel and 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 but, the formaldehyde in there. Yes, yes. So well, that's like, really oh. what angel dust is. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing stories. Hey, you know that knocks out an elephant, but let's smoke <laughs> some. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, I remember yeah. that stuff. I remember yep. hearing that. But I think the good thing because I had my hands on on just one time because every time I smoked, the reason why I stopped smoking is because. I was the person that I would get paranoid. I'd hear every sound in the room. Be like, hey, what's that? The police are coming. They're coming. They're at the door. No, it's not. It's the old lady next door asking to borrow milk. But but that's the way my brain thought. And so and it's because we were smoking. I heard it's more powerful today. But I think the thing today is they have all these different strains for it'll make your back feel good. It'll make you, And I had one strain that I smoked where I was high, but I was normal. I've never felt like that. Wow. I was like literally high. Right, but I but I wasn't sitting there going, "Hey, Dave, I I, I didn't know you never stopped growing." I told you like seven feet now, I told, <laughs> you know, shit like that. I was seeing, you know, seeing right. Aztec temples in the middle of the street and stuff like that, and you know, yeah. But um, but I want to get my hands. I don't know what the name of it was, but you my, probably had a hybrid, which was indica indica dominant sativa. So you were awake. It, yeah, indicant. Just indicant. I was like, "What is that?" My hands on. Yeah, let me get my hands on that. Just uh, trying to talk about indica. porn again. Indica, indica dominant indica. sativa. So you would be mm. like more laid back and relaxed, but not tired. Yeah, but so not you, high yeah. and like. And it sounds like what you had before was sativa, which makes you more. If you smoke that strain, you'd be more like, yeah. "Oh my god, is there someone looking in my window? Oh, what's that right, guy? Right, Did you hear exactly, that noise? Oh my exactly. god, someone's." coming here exactly. we better put aluminum foil on the windows exactly. oh you know that's yeah. you get all freaked out if you smoke the sativa yeah. back then i remember yeah. those days and you guys that's right i keep forgetting i keep thinking you're like 20 you lived in a generation <laughs> where back then you know smoking was like it was an adventure because you know especially if teachers or parents would look at you like how are you doing 
<laughs> oh, go, my I'm God. Fine. Yeah. Look, I'm fine. I stole my father's and my mom's. It was like really? a, yeah. it was like a choose your own adventure book, Reggie. You know, right? you never knew what you were gonna get. And everyone had corny names for the shit back then. It was right. either just weed. I remember one guy told me monkey rope. That one was a classic one I remember. And Texas red hair. But I just remember uh sometimes like smoking and going to class high and being like, Yeah. Wow. I did you didn't know what you were gonna get. Now at least they're like they're like here, this is an indica dominant sativa. You know, right, right. Or all indica. You already know you're not smoking that and going out and trying to do anything. You're just but you, going to chill. But you, right. But you know what's great? When I, I, I don't remember you like that, but seeing some of the former students when they came in like that, I really thought I was Eddie Murphy at that point because any joke I told, those kids were <laughs> on the floor laughing and eating. Yeah. Would, I, I used to love it when they would come in, they would have their eyes all red, bloodshot. They come in high being and mumbling. And they would come into my classroom. I say, "So what are you doing? Sit down." Oh. <laughs> he said, "Sit down." He said, "Sit down." <laughs> and I would, I would have a ball. I said, "Oh, this is fun. This is like my own, you know, comedy club." Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I was always but, good back then. I would take a couple hits and then come to class. So I wasn't oh, super I high. They they not. were like they were like, "Yeah, man, let's go." And everything cuz you had like the basketball players and then you had like the Richie Riches and then right. so those guys were like pulling their parents weed in and like just like smoking it like crazy and going to class. And I used to be like, "There's no way in hell I could do that." You know, my go-to move when I did smoking back in the day is if you had any conversation with me and you, I mean, if you were smoking with me, it's different, but if it was anybody else was a police officer, a teacher, your parents, um, even a next door neighbor, whatever question they asked me, I always said, what, what did you say? (laughs) It beats the question like, have a good day. What, what did you say? (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) No, your 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 afro's on fire. What? Say it one more. Time. Your hair is on fire. My hair? What hair? Oh, it was bad. It was bad. We used to always terrible. get in trouble. And then I remember the times when you'd be yelling at students, and I would be making the jerk off hand motion behind the students uh, all back, the time, and all you would time. just be laughing, but all trying to discipline the student and all the time. It, yeah. No, you were the worst. I hated disciplining students <laughs> in front of you or around you because he's the one making the smirk. 50 yeah. kids are scared of you, but there's that one kid that's making a smirk like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, the one, it's the one kid. And the thing is, normally if a kid did that, I, I, I could check him and get mad and say, hey, oh, you think it's funny? Come up, stand up front. I couldn't do that to you because you were making me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would diffuse my anger by making me laugh. Like, Dave, stop. Please don't do that. Don't do that. But uh, but no, you were funny. You were a funny kid. Well, I Funny. loved it when they called me in front of the class. They when they wanted to make me an example, I was like, "Oh shit, now I got the stage. Showtime. Woo! Showtime, you know? I lived for it." Then they finally were just like, "Just sit down and shut up, you know? That's what it came to. <laughs> Enough of your shit." Yes, sir. Absolutely. But uh those were the days. It's it's I I can't wait. I just hope I'm like not I hope I'm not 90 years old finally allowed to smoke weed for free at 90 you know <laughs> this, this is what i think is gonna happen because in the state of north carolina we will be the last state that will legalize we'll be the very i guarantee you, we're the last state to legalize powerball is it even de- so we, decriminalized there or medical uh, license or? it might be but i'm not sure right, but right. if any state is we're always the last state to legalize any fun well, they decriminalized oh, meth 
in Oregon, didn't they? Really? Yes, that's what I heard on the heroin. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I think that's a good idea, actually, because it, yeah. if they use the money, what, what, what's treatment. going on right now is the jails Health are privatized, problems. right? Mm-hmm. So they send these people to jail, and now the taxpayers are paying these jails to like keep these guys in. When they're not getting rehab, they're just getting taught to be better criminals when they get out. Yes. And then yes. carry on that addiction. And this war on drugs should be ended. You should take that yeah. money that the taxpayers are using for the jails and paying these assholes and put rehabs together to teach these people how to get sober and, and, and to right. learn and better themselves. That's the problem. Education. Like, that's what it's all about. Yes. Okay. I, I heard a song while you were talking. I believe that children are <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead. George Benson. You know... A side, a side story. I'm coming up with side stories here. Please forgive me. My brain is randomly because I feel like I'm sitting with three, three close friends I haven't seen in ages. I don't even feel like I'm on the radio anymore. So if <laughs> I slip and start saying something, just could pull a plug. But um, it's, it's, it's one of those things now where as we get older, well, I guess I have a question for all three of you. Yeah. As you get older, what do you look back on in your life? That you honestly say, I can't believe, not that you did that one event, but you thought the way you did. I cannot believe, like, what are some of the things you look back on and you go, wow, I can't believe I was that dumb back then. Like, cause I do it all the time. Now I'm like, oh, I'm like embarrassed of like half of my life. I was like, I can't believe you. I can't believe I was driving like a hundred miles an hour just to see if these retread tires would really work. I wanted to see, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I want to see, I said, oh, they retreads. Let me, let me test them out. And I was doing something. Like I said, I cannot believe it. And I scream on my kid for doing stuff. I can't believe you left your keys in the car overnight. Are you crazy? Right, and, right, and right. in my mind, I'm like, why don't you tell him the time that I was driving? I wasn't living on campus at St. Thomas War. And I just got these retread tires. And my father's like, why are you buy? Don't ever buy retread tires. I was like, oh, I got to try. And just to try it out, I was on these little back roads in Colchester. And I'm going in and out as fast as I can to see. And then I almost lost control and went off into a cow, cow field. But oh. I recovered. And the thing is, when I look back, I said, what did you do that for? You were 22 years old. You were a teacher. You had a regular. Why did you do that? Are there things in your life you look back, you probably can't share them. But are there <laughs> things you look back and go, I cannot believe I did that shit Who's, back in the day. Do you want to go first? No, Shogun? no. You, you <laughs> can go first. You, you want me to go first? Don't admit this on the air. Matter of fact, you uh, might not want to admit this on the air. Me? Uh... I'm not know. telling you the real stuff. The retread is the easy story I can get away with. Right, right, right. I so I don't know. Really. I could I could go real. I I mean, you know, I was I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic, so I'm sober 24 years. So right, uh, right, right. me being homeless, you know, like living on the streets, really? you know. Right, right, right. Um right. that like I couldn't believe I got there and I couldn't believe when I was sitting at the table at the homeless shelter in Westport, Connecticut. <laughs> and, and like watching these dudes tell talk about their lives in this a meeting that I had to sit in and that and me looking at them going oh man I'm not going to end up like them and I was right. like them you're there. I yeah. was them I was in the but see, I get, not and, to cut you off but I get that more than somebody jumping in a car and doing 100 just to see if the retread tires work oh I, I did a lot of saying? like that's a f- slow fall I'm talking about that that immediate thing like I can't believe I just tried to rush the stage and eat a bat with Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about the insane, gotcha. You know, just a one-time thing. Like I cannot believe I tried to jump on the Ferris wheel to show people I could jump down to the next car on the Ferris wheel. It's just weird stuff we do when we're young. 
Oh yeah, weird. We, do, we do tons of dumb stuff. I yes, tons. I mean, I could go on forever. To list. <laughs> the problem is, I know my kids will listen to this. So exactly. That, that's that's where I won't go into it. Shogun, do the... you do you have any? I mean, we were dumb kids, and when we were young, that TV show Jackass was out, and oh. we all wanted to be just like Jackass. Oh. So oh we we were jumping off of three story buildings into <laughs> in, into bushes and uh, like oh my riding God. our bikes like off ramps and like it's oh like God. we got hurt regularly. Oh. It, it was oh uh, and it was a spectacle and and you know we would light everything on fire. We almost burnt down my friend's house one day. <laughs> Poured gasoline everywhere. Yeah, we we almost died a handful of times. This is the jackass generation right now, Reggie. This was not like our generation, you know. This is the no. Jackass. But wait a minute, we had wait a minute. But we, we did had, do it. We had a we didn't have the TV like, to teach us. We did the dumb a lot right. of the dumb. You were creating it on your own because I do know it's St. Thomas More was the first time, and I went there as a student myself. I was 17 years old. <laughs> Cooper White kids said, come in. Come in the room, Reggie. You want to show you something? It's really, really cool. I said, what is it? He said, watch this. He's going to take a lighter, and his kid's going to bend over. He's going to fart in front of the lighter. <laughs> like, why would he do that? In my mind, you know, coming from the Bronx, like, why would he do that? And then I saw the flame go up. I was like, oh, that was cool. Reggie, you want to try it? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> but it was just some weird shit. So I was like, whoa, that is weird. Oh, yeah. Lighting a fart on fire? What? Who? I mean, you know, and that's the same guy that's running a board meeting right now. He's like, come on, guys, we got to get under control. You were the guy that was lighting your ass on fire back in the day. Stop it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we all forget. We forget. Yeah, we people know. have it died like that. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. If, By lighting their... Yeah, if, if your butthole doesn't close fast enough, those flames will go right in there. <laughs> oh, my God. And you'll burn inside and Then what die. is the cause of death? <laughs> internal. Internal. Oh, beautiful. Combustion? <laughs> yeah. He that that one is the cheap trick song. I will be the flame. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'd hate to do oh, yeah. that. If it was a girl, it would be Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire, fire. Or if it's Jamaican, boom fire, boom fire. Either way, you got to be quick. What's that? Either way, you got to you know close it up real fast. Oh my God, that that's. That's crazy. You know, I want to deliver the eulogy at that guy's funeral or girl's funeral. We couldn't deal with the You know, face. he was real. He was really a spark in all of our lives. Did he was you, a hot shit. You know, I really miss him. Shit. I miss him so yeah, much. Shit. I, I I miss him so much. It burns. Oh. It burns inside. I stand here agape at what he did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. That's disgusting. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'll take that out. You're diving in that hole, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Mother, um, that's Gentel. I don't know her either. <laughs> You're listening to this. I don't know her. I don't know anybody on this show anymore. <laughs> but, oh, um, man. It's into the stuff that we did just the one time. And, you know, when you think about the, the, the movie Jackass, this is why I know something was wrong with me at an early age. I should have been tested for something <laughs> because – because uh, in the Bronx, they were building these new, you know, these new, um, they were like condos. They weren't really condos, but anyway, they were building these things. And when the construction people would leave around four or five in the afternoon, they would leave. And, you know, it's eight at night when it gets dark. And so they got these sand piles and these empty, like houses that aren't finished. 
So the kids would go up the ramp and go all the way to the roof. And they would run and jump off into the sand. Hey, jump off, jump off. Now, I was this kid. I don't know. This is why I noticed something wrong with me even to this day. I wanted that attention. I just wanted that extra attention. Right. So everybody's running and jumping off the roof. It's like a two-story roof. So you jump down, you know, but you can't get hurt because they got a big sand pile. I took my bike up there. This is before Jackass. I said, no, I'm driving. And then I remember the excitement when I got to the top. I remember all the kids. I'm sorry. I got to go into voices. Um, but I remember the kids. Oh, he's fucking crazy. That's all. Oh, Reggie, what are you getting ready to do? And I would look at him smile like, yeah, you know what I'm about to do. And he goes, yo. And he starts screaming. It's all black kids. He starts screaming. Yo, this motherfucker's crazy. Look what he's about to do. And I'm smiling. And I'm not thinking. This is a $90 bike, which was very expensive back then, that my parents just got me. And you, if they can see, you, you better not. And I literally went off this ramp up in the air. Oh, come down. And like, holy shit, the bike. And the bike left my body. It goes one way. I go another way. I land in the sand pile. The bike gets all mangled up. And I land. And they're like, that's cold as shit. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> but my bike is so bent up, I couldn't do it again because I couldn't ride it. I had to walk home. The fender's all bent up. Mm-hmm. The chain was all. You're in trouble. You know, but why do you do Why do, What is wrong with us? Uh, why does it take us 50 years to figure it out? To figure out something like that. You know, but yeah. I don't know. I, I've done a lot of crazy stuff. Most of the stuff I did, though, I usually I was the guy encouraging people to jump off and do that <laughs> shit and make jokes. But <clears throat> when I got drunk, I remember I got mad at like one guy, and and he didn't even do anything. I just had a resentment towards him. Like since eighth grade, he gave me a book oh, jobs. Wow. So I saw him when I was like twenty three, and I was at a bar. Oh, and wow. He was like, "Hey, man!" He was like a lot smaller than me now. And 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 he goes, hey man, I'm really sorry about uh you know what what I did back then. I was real 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 immature. And I just looked at him and I go, the fuck did you say about my mother? And I punched him right in the face. And then I put put my fist right through the jukebox. They had those jukeboxes on the wall, and I broke the jukebox. And the bartender was like, hey, you guys get out. He threw us out. But because I was like a loyal customer, because back then they didn't have cell phones. They used to call the bar. He was like, get the fuck out of here. Davey, we'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, all right, guys, see you later. Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that was bad. But uh... Well, even even my dating back then, when I was like 15 or 16, I dated I dated like women for like the reasons that, you know, she likes roller coasters. That's why I like her. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a really she good really reason, though. She's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's a common reason, interest. You know? I, re- yeah. I remember, to interrupt you, Reggie, this, was, this okay. is just really brings this one back. I remember I liked this girl. And I was like talking to her on the phone, and you helped me write this poem, and it was like Luther Vandross lyrics. A house is not a home if you're alone. A chair is not a chair if you're not there. Yeah, you told me to do it. I was a sucker. Oh, I told you to do it. Yeah, you were like, yeah, that's some good shit. Drop that on her. And I was like, yeah. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. <laughs> All right. But she, I don't <laughs> think she she never she heard, heard of Luther Vandross or anything. So <laughs> she, she she thought, like, now I look back, I'm like, those are some dumbass lyrics. But like, dumb. well, it you know, I think, the, I think the worst part for us is that you have a good memory. Most people <laughs> that I talked to that my age that hung out with me, they don't even remember this. I said, remember the time? I did? I said, no, nah, I don't remember the time. Like, I can remember. I was about eight years old. You got to picture this now. So I'm from this all-black neighborhood in, in the Bronx. And I would come down south for the summer, you know, and so to an all black country area. Hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? 
so I would come down there and they, they, they uh, pressured me. I wasn't into dancing or anything. And somebody said, well, my little cousin, he's from New York. He can dance because he knows the New York dances now. I don't know <laughs> about dancing at all. But you know that moment. Everybody's had this moment where you're pressured to do something that you never did before, but everybody's expecting you to be cool and say, come on, Reggie, show us a new dance. And then <laughs> what oh. I did was I started dancing. I'm off beat. I was off beat at the time. And so I started bending really down to the ground, and people started laughing. And then somebody says, well, what do you call that? I said, you call it the get down. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, everybody's like, oh, the get down. <laughs> and I still remember that to this day because I remember the looks in my co- my older cousins. They were like 16. I was like eight. And they were looking at me like, he's a damn fool. Yeah. <laughs> it but been, I just remember all these moments. Just, it would have been know, funny if, like, because back then there wasn't the social media movement it was the word oh yeah no, they like that, all of a sudden they're like yo it's the get up yeah. like all just spread through like yeah, a I virus suicide yeah, yeah. Nah, that would have gone viral and everybody would be laughing at me for the rest of my life yeah but since <laughs> there wasn't the that it, it would have gone through like down south and then like you know it would have reached some hillbillies trying to show up and go all right hey, you can watch it you gotta do the <laughs> get down it's a great move you know I, I heard that boy from new york came down and learned to get down you know all right yes yes Yes. Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. Man. Hilarious. Well, Reggie, Um, I want to thank you for this amazing interview. Well, thank you, guys. It's like hanging out. Yeah, I know. It is. And when are you you coming up to Connecticut again? Oh, as soon as as COVID allows me. All right. We're definitely hanging. We're going to... We're going to have you uh, in studio. Uh, I would love to do that. Shogun has a question for you here. Yeah, yes. Reggie, before you go, I know we were we were talking about all the political stuff and, and how to be more mindful, um, you know, in, uh-huh. light, in light of, uh, you know, um, some of the systemic racism in, in the social movements. What would your oh. advice be um, for people listening and for people who, who aren't listening, young and old? Um, where should people start if they want to educate themselves to learn more about how they should be handling this? Uh, two things. The first thing I would do is try to go back and start with researching your own history. And I say your own history because most of you, if you ask me, hey, what do you know about Japanese history? I don't really care. I don't want not because I dislike Japanese people, yeah. but it's not going to get my interest. I think a lot of times if you go back and research your own history, go past your grandparents, your great grandparents, go as far as you can. To learn out, learn about some of this stuff. And usually what you'll find is everybody historically has caught hell. Everybody. If you learn that, then you will have a little bit more compassion for others that are catching hell now or caught hell 100 years ago, 200 years ago. So that would be the first start. The second start okay. would be to go back as far as you can and remember that child that's inside of you. And I know this sounds corny, but it's very real that there is a child inside of you. And if you see our kids play together, it is amazing. I'm talking about kids that are three and four. They don't care about no skin color. They don't care about, oh, he's a Mexican kid. He has an accent. No, like Pedro, get over here. Do that again. That is what. And so there's there's that part that we lose every year as we get older. We lose that little child inside of us. It's, it's crazy when you see little kids at a daycare center play with each other and they have no, they don't talk about, your hair is dark, your hair is straight, your hair is blonde. They don't do any of that. They just play. And yeah. so we lose that as we get old. So if we can get back to being that child, and the biggest thing is if we can go back and study our own, his, our own particular, it's not American history, study our history. If you're Irish, go back. Read everything you can. And once you learn that, you will have a different look on Italians, Blacks, uh, Spanish people, you just have a different look on them because you're like, wow, we have a lot more in common than we do, uh, than, than the differences. We really, really do. We definitely do. 
Yeah. Definitely. So, I appreciate that. Thank you, Reggie. Well, thank you. Thank you. Great question. Thank you for this interview. Now, everyone should check out The Greatness on 11-11. Greatness 5. Greatness 5. On 11-11, when Cassius mm-hmm. became Muhammad. You are the man. I love okay. you, brother. As soon as I get that sativa sent in the mail, I'll No, we'll hit the indica See, when you come so, up here. It have the indico and, and a batch of 80s porn. <laughs> ah. and, then, and then we're good. And then, then, then that'll be the exchange. But and you're no, like, Mom, uh... if you're listening, I work for the FBI. I'm trying to capture the three of them. I'm not in it. Yeah. The 80s porn really role. captures the whole I'm culture of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that's right Research. That's 80s right there. 80s. With the music. That the, music. The hair. Yeah, oh, that yeah. music was great, though. Yeah. That was great yeah. funk back then. Seen that. You know, if I was a rapper right now, I would sample '80s porn tracks from my from my rap. Be like, "Yo, this is from doing doing nasty doggy uh, milf porn from '87." <laughs> the tongue is going down the body. I can't believe we talked for an hour. It feels like it feels like 15 minutes when you said, well, we got to go. I said, why? I have no friends. I, I'm a COVID person. I have no friends of mine. What are you doing? No, don't go. Don't go. Anyway, anyway, listen, great talk to you guys. Send me that info ASAP. I will uh, definitely, Reggie. On, and I'm going to definitely put that on my film at the in the credits at the end. It's not going to be little, little fast rolling credits. No, it's going to be on there. All right. So please put that on. Send, I will definitely. As soon as possible. I will. Because the thing is going out the 11th. All so right. It's got to be like tonight or tomorrow. I will send okay? it over tonight. You want just uh, Royal Fox Studio and uh, Modern Problems Whatever. Show. Put the exact tag that you want placed All right. on there. All right. Sounds okay. good. You got it. Okay. Thanks, Reggie. I'll Thank you, Reggie. You guys later. Nice meeting you guys. Love nice you guys. It's our pleasure. Take care. Love you, All right. Reggie. Have Thank a good you. Night. Thank you. All right. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that was awesome. Reggie Bullock, check out Greatness 5, When Cassius Meets Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Greatness 5.